0: God is at work through His local church and through the teaching of His Word. This morning on My Bridge Radio, we are pleased to share a favorite message from New Life with campuses in Kearney, North Platte, and Ogallala. Here's Pastor Jeff Baker. You need to understand these two very important things if you're gonna, you know, about the race called life. First is this, if you're going to run, run to win. Secondly, if you want to win, you got to run to Him. That's it. If you, want to, if you want to win, if you want to run to win, you got to run to him. Guys, I can't drive that home enough in you right now. This is what it's going to take. I mean, I don't know about you, why compete in a race? Why compete in a race if you're not motivated to win? Now, look, I, I get it. This is not winning in the sense of, like, someone's going to get gold in this room, someone's going to get silver, and someone's going to get bronze, and the rest of you don't even, like, get a medal. That's not the kind of winning we're talking about spiritually. Winning for you, remember it's this. It's letting Jesus become a greater priority in your life in 2023 than he was in 2022. What does that look like to be a win? Could the win then be this? That you discipline yourself to be in God's word more in 2023 than you were in 2022? That would be a win, and that would be running to him. Could it be this? I'm going to make Sunday a dedicated day to the Lord Right? We are going to be in worship someplace, even if we're on the road, even if we're on vacation, even if we're in another country. I'm going to make Sunday a day of worship. What if you did that? Wouldn't that be greater? If you did more of that in 2023, wouldn't that be running to win? And wouldn't that also be running to Him? You see what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be the best Christian in the room. We're not going for the Pride Award here where you stand on the stage and I put a gold medal around your neck and I go, this is the best new lifer in 2023. That award's not gonna be given, by the way. If you're going for that award, you're gonna have to go to a different church. I'm talking about an internal reward where you almost kind of have to give it to yourself because you know that you're running to win this year. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now, Jesus is never gonna become a greater priority in your life in 2023 if you're not running to win. I'm afraid that there's too many Christians that are in this race called life, that almost feel like it's impossible for you to win. I don't want you to feel that way. God doesn't want you to feel that way. You may have fallen on your face, yeah, you might have got scraped up, you might have got bruised. you might have lost a couple of battles, but you don't have to lose the war. You can win in the end, Church. Every single one of you can win. Listen to my voice. I'm telling you, you can win. I'm your coach. I'm going to help you win. I'm gonna help, I wanna help you down this journey, but thank the Lord, I'm not your only coach. God's word is also a coach. And the theme verse for this entire series is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. If you brought your Bible, if you've got your phone and you've got, you know, 400 different versions of the Bible on it, would you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 24? We're going to be actually looking at the next sequential verses after that. So if you'll just lock in right there, you're going to be with me for this entire message. The theme verse that you're going to hear every single week of Run to Win is 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize, so run to win. See, that's where the two goals come from. If you're gonna run, run to win, okay? And if you wanna win, run to him. It comes right there from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24. I want us to memorize this verse during this series. This one verse, I'm not, I don't think I'm asking too much out of you, all right? I don't think I'm pushing you too hard. It's not, it's not like you just joined the team and I'm asking you to go, you know, put a rucksack on your back and go run 25 miles. I'm asking you, look, I don't care how long you've been on the team called New Life. I don't, know, I don't care how long you've been in the race called Christianity. Let's memorize this one verse, right? So let's, let's practice it first by saying it together. Say it with me, all right? Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win, all right, come on, that was, that was average, okay? That was average. Let's lean in a little harder, okay? Lean in a little harder, say as much of it as you can without looking at the screen. If you're looking at one screen, then let your eyes drift to the other screen, but say a couple words in between there, okay? All right, are you with me? All right, let's say it one more time. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win, All right, now, look, it's going to be your your objective now. You're going to leave here today, and you're going to go home. You're going to memorize this verse, because you're going to hear it every single week. Next week, when you come back, and this verse is a part of what we say, even if it's just random, even if we just throw it in someplace, then I want you to say most of it, if not all of it, without even looking at the screens, okay? We're going to use the same version. It's the New Living Translation. Memorize it. All right. Now let's get down to the nitty-gritty. You ready? Here's the game plan for today. Three ways to make sure you're, you're running to win. So if you're taking notes, there's going to be three things I'm going to tell you. It's a great sermon, by the way. Okay? Three things makes a good sermon. So I don't know why it does. It just does. So three ways to make sure you're running to win. Are you ready for this? Here we go. First off, you got to know why you're running Isn't that so true, though? I mean, you were waiting for some big, profound thing, right? Like, what's the big nugget of gold? Well, the first nugget of gold is just really simple. Why are you running? Listen to me. Like, athletes athletes are running to compete in a race. That's why why they're running. Middle-aged people are running because we want to try to stay in shape. After all my joking, okay, I understand it. All right? People that are on a diet, they're running to lose some weight. Why are you running in this spiritual race? I think it's a fair question to ask right off the bat to everyone that's listening to my voice today, whether you're here or you're there. Why are you running in this spiritual race? Is it because you grew up Christian? Is it because you know maybe um, someone expects you to run this spiritual race? There's a pressure on you from your spouse, from your parent, right? From somebody that you're dating. I have no idea. Or is it because that you feel guilt or you feel shame? Like why are you running? Right? Like, what's the motivation? Or maybe it's this, because you love Jesus and you want to honor him with your life. I just know this, the why you're running has to be driven by a motivation. Motivation is the key to why we run. You can also say it this way, motivation is the fuel to why you're running. If you've got the right motivation, you maintain the right amount of fuel, you stay in the game, and Jesus becomes a greater priority in your life in 2023 than he was in 2022. You have the wrong motivation, and it flares out, it goes away, and you never find it again. If we have the wrong motivation, it's why we're running and we never experience joy. If you're running in your spiritual journey with Christ, and you're not experiencing joy, it's probably because you're motivated by the wrong thing. And you need to go back, and you need to change the motive. Because the motive should be leading you into a life-giving relationship with Jesus That's joy filled. If you're in a relationship with God and your motivation is wrong, here's another indicator the consistency in your relationship isn't there. It's like one day you're on, the next day you're off. A true motive that fuels you to have Jesus be a greater priority in 2023 is gonna be one that's gonna help you stay consistent in your journey as well. So when we look back at our key verse, And we keep building on it. Let's go to the very next verse, 1 Corinthians 9, now verse 25, because it helps us understand this why, this motive concept. It says that all athletes, all of them, are disciplined in their training. If you're going to be an athlete and truly call yourself an athlete, there are some people that are athletes that are not disciplined in their training. They shouldn't be called athletes. There should be a different name for them. Okay, He says, look, all athletes... True athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it, though, to win a prize that will fade away. But we do it for an eternal prize. The motivation of a person that is living on this earth, running an earthly race, to please themselves, to do things that are just centered around them, I just want you to know right now, here's here's what God's word says about you. It says this, that you're you're chasing after a prize that's going to fade away. You're chasing after something you can never catch. You're like the dog at the dog track chasing the rabbit that's on the rail, and you'll never catch the rabbit. You're just going to keep going around and around and around, never getting where you want to go. I'm afraid too many people are caught in that type of Christianity race, and there's no consistency, and there's no joy. I want to see that for your life. So what do we have to do? We have to have a why that's bigger than this life. That's what God's word was telling us right there. Earthly runners, they run for a prize that fades away, but we do it for a eternal prize, something that's beyond this world. Your motivation then, your why has to be driven from something that's beyond what you can tangibly touch and you can feel on this earth. Look, if Jesus is gonna become greater priority, then your why has to become more clear. Your why, the why you're in this game has to become more clear. Can I give you a suggestion for a why? Here's a why that I think is a fuel that can last for a long time. My why is to know God more today so I can be with him forever. I want you to notice what I just did there. I just took an entire year's goal to make Jesus a greater priority in 2023 and broke it down to a day. If I can know Jesus more today, that's going to lead to spending eternity with him forever. I have both a tangible and I have an intangible. I have this, this thing that I can't make happen, this eternal thing, but I can make it happen if I just know him today because my desire is to be with him forever. Are you following me on this? Like, it's just about today. If I can just win today, that's my goal. That should be my why. I just want to know you more today, God, right? And be with you forever. So look, you can already tell. I don't know a ton about running, okay? Okay. But I know enough about running that I could coach you in really, I think, two simple things. Two simple things that would transform your running, right? Number one thing, the number one, because when I was in the military, I had some guys that really knew how to run, and they told me these two things. And these two things really changed my whole running, you know, stride. Number one was this, Jeff, make sure everything that you're doing in that stride is a momentum that's moving you in the direction you want to go. He Because watch, you watch so many people run and they're like flailing all over the place. You know, arms are flopping, legs are flopping, heads flopping, shoulders are flopping. But they were like, no, you make every stride, like you're reaching for that finish line, right? And you just, you make yourself like a streamlined machine that everything you do is running right towards that direction. Don't waste any extra energy. And I'm like, wow, that is so smart, right? So smart. The second thing was this, get your eyes down the course, Get your eyes down the course where you're running. Don't get your eyes right in front of your feet. Those two things started, they really changed me and in the, in the, my, my own ability to like stay on the track longer or stay in the game longer. And yes, one time, truthfully, I actually ran in a 24-hour race. Can you believe that? This body did that i can't believe it did that now thankfully i only had to run like a few laps and then i could like sleep on a cot and then i had to run a a few laps and i could rest and then a few laps right i had to run a couple miles and then rest a couple miles and then rest so anyways like these guys they taught me those two things i'm telling you these two things matter in your spiritual life let me ask them to you from a spiritual perspective what momentum are you wasting in directions different than you want to run spiritually If, if you want 2023 that Jesus become a greater priority in your life. What momentum do you have in your life that's pulling you towards the right, taking you to the left? What's out there? What's the, what's the thing that keeps tripping you up? You want to go this way, but you find yourself going that way. Right? What, what is that? Identify it. Write it down. Right? Don't just let it be ambiguous. Don't just keep letting yourself get tripped up in this journey. like actually write it down. Make sure you know what it is that's pulling you off course, because that's what you want to pray about. That's what you want to take to some trusted people around you so that they can be praying with you as well. Secondly, where are your eyes looking? Because wherever your eyes are looking, that's where you're running. So you can say today, yes, I want to run towards Jesus, but your eyes are actually focused on a different prize. I'm going to tell you right now, you'll never make it. Your eyes will always take you what you're focused on. So you got to get your full attention as well onto Christ. And you need to be open and honest with yourself. Am I focused really on something else? I want Jesus to be a greater priority, but i got my attention focused on something else. And it might be good, but hear me, church, it's not great. And I don't want just good for you. I want greatness for you. So do you have anything that's a momentum that's pulling you off in a different direction? And are your eyes truly focused where you need to go? out what Hebrews chapter 12 says says about this. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. He's talking about a race. Let's strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. These things that keep pulling us off course, right? And listen to the motive. Listen to the wise here. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us, who set the race before us? God set it before us. Why do we do, well, excuse me, we do this, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who, what? What? Initiates and perfects our faith. Guys, what's the why? Here's the why. God designed your race called life. You're not an accident. You're not here by accident. Nobody is here by accident. God designed your race called life. That means you have a purpose. That means that every day that you live for him, every day that you live for him is a day you worship him. I want you to hear that loud and clear. Every day you live for him because he designed the race called life. He designed this day. Every day that you live for him, you worship him. It's not just on Sundays when you come here. That's not the only day you worship him. You worship him on Monday when you live for him. Why? Because he designed your race. Are you catching this? Right? So, look, we think worship is like when the band plays and we sing and we raise our hand. Maybe. Maybe. Right? But that's not worship. That's just a piece of worship. Worshiping him is living for him because he designed the race. That should be part of my why. What should be part of my motive? That we run this spiritual race because it does what? It honors him. It honors God. Why? Because he's watching. That's what Hebrews told us. Hebrews told us all of that. It said right there, let your motive be this, to honor God. Church, that should be our number one motive. It's not what we can gain. It's what he gains from our life. What can you do to honor God more in 2023? Because if you do that, Jesus becomes a greater priority in your life. And then what I love about this is that this, it says this, look, the only way that you can run this race and win this race is if you keep your eyes on Jesus. Why? Because he's the only one who can perfect your faith. You can't perfect your faith. He does it. He does it. So what do we do? We keep our eyes on him. Because if my eyes are on him, then my goal is to reach him. My goal is to run after him. And as I run after him, he perfects my faith. I think we think all the time, it's like what I have to do to perfect my faith. No, what you have to do is you gotta get to know Jesus more. Jesus is the one that perfects your faith. I don't know about you, that's good news. All right, but if you wanna run to win, then you also have to know where you're running. Like having a destination is part of the adventure, right? It's it's part of the motivation. Uh, And this is really important. Like you gotta know where the finish line is. You gotta know what kind of race you're in. Because if the finish line is short, it's not very far away, then what do you do to reach that finish line? You sprint. If the finish line is far away, then what do you do to finish that race? You pace yourself. If you don't know what race you're in, you don't know what you're facing, you're going to lose every single time. So, like, you got to know where you're running. So when we go back to the supportive verses, again, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, let's now drop down to verse 26, the very next verse. I want you to see this. In, in, co- in the context of knowing where you're running, it says this. So I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. Like, knowing where you're running, like, look, you just need to know, you're not shadow boxing. This is not practice. I know, I know, I get it. We've preached it, we've even said it, that we worship here, it's like practice for heaven. Now, let me get this straight with you right, real quick. It might be practice for heaven, but it's also this, you get one life. This is not practice, this is the real game. You get one life, there's no redos here. Like there's no, getting, there's no getting up, going back and going, oh, we'll come back out next week, we'll do better. Like, like this is one life, you get one life, one opportunity. There, there, you're not shadowboxing, you're not practicing. So it says run with purpose in every step. I love that. That's what God's telling us to do. With every step, with every action, Everything. It all should be motivating us. It should be moving us in one direction, not sidelining us one way or the other, not pulling us one way or the other, but with every step, every single step. That's what God's telling us. He's going, look, guys, the small things matter. We got we our eyes on the big things. You get the trophy. God's got his eyes on practice on Monday. We got our eyes on I showed up on Sunday. God's got his eyes on, on this. Did you show up on Tuesday? That's where God's got his eyes. He's focused on the every step, not just the big ones where you feel good about yourself. He's also focused on the small ones, like when you stumble, fall on your face. He's like, what are you gonna do now? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna get up and keep moving? Are you gonna lay there and complain? Are you gonna give up? What are you gonna do? God's focused on the small steps. So guys, we don't have time for detours. We don't have time to get off course. But thank the Lord, you got me as a coach, You got God's word as a coach. And check this out. You got the Holy Spirit who's wanting to help you stay on course. He's a coach for you. I want you to think of the Holy Spirit like a GPS guidance system. Have you guys ever, have you you driven with the GPS guidance guidance system either on your phone or on your car before? And you plug in the address, right? And the address, it it plugs it in. And it says, okay, here's the course. Here's the route you're going to take. It's going to take an hour and 27 minutes. And you start driving. And what happens if you miss one of the turns on the course? It starts going, recalculating, recalculating, right? And then it starts doing this to you. It goes, turn right now. And you're like, I don't have enough time. And then it tells you again, turn right now. And eventually, over time, it just goes, go home now. (laughs) I think that's what it ought to say to some people. Like, just turn around and go home now. (laughs) Right, but the Holy Spirit is like that GPS guidance system. And he's there, and he's like speaking to your heart. And he's like, hey, it's time to turn. It's time to turn. You got off course. Let me get you back on course. He's there with the gentleness of his spirit going, hey, get back, get back on course. I don't know about you, but thank the Lord for, for the voice of the Holy Spirit in our life. And I would encourage you, if you want Jesus to be a greater priority in 2023, I would encourage you with one simple prayer. Holy Spirit, open my eyes and open my ears up to your voice and to your leadership in my life in a greater way this year than ever before. So, where are you running? I think that's a good, fair question. Where are you running? Well, here's where you should be running. You should be running towards the finish line. The finish line is what? Eternity. And the number one reason why we lose our way is that we get our eyes off of the finish line. How do you get your eyes off the finish line? You start looking at your own way. Instead of looking at the finish line, which is God's way, you start looking at your own way. And in Christianity, what happens is over time, you get really confident And you get really secure and you get really comfortable, and you can even put on the act of Christianity and you start living your own way. Jesus has some instructions for us concerning your own way. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus said these words If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your what? Whoa. You gotta give up your own way, and you gotta take take up your cross and follow me. He's talking about running. He's like, look, look, if you want to run, run in the master's footprints. It's like Jesus has gone before us on a sandy beach, and he's left the footprints. He's going, look, you want to learn how to run? Run in my footprints. I'm the expert. I'm the pace setter. You step where I step. So that means if you want Jesus to be a greater priority in your life, you got to learn where he walked, meaning you got to learn how he responded. you got to learn what his priorities are. That means you got to go back to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. you got to start reading, who is this Jesus? If he is the one I'm following, where has he gone? What do his footsteps look like? And look, let me just give you some hope today. If you find yourself on a, on a course that's stuck in sin, some of you today, you're stuck in sin. You're in a course that way. I, I mean, it's encourage you to do this: run from sin and run to him. That's what second that's what second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.22 says. It says, look, run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Run from those things. And what are you supposed to run to? You run to Christ. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. If you're caught in sin, there's only one thing that can happen for you. I can encourage you, but sooner or later, you got to get up, and you got to run from the sin, and you got to run to him. It's not just my advice. It's God's advice for our own lives. Now, if you just try to get up aimlessly, and you just try to run from sin aimlessly, let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to circle right back to sin. It's like getting lost in the woods It's like being lost in the woods, and and you circle back around to where you first started. I don't know about you, but that's very, very defeating. So what do we have to do? We have to run towards him. Lastly, if you want to run to win, then you have to know how you're running. Training. There's training involved in how you're running. I mean, Look, from high school all the way through professional runners, they continue to be trained in their running technique. I mean, look at, all the, look at all the gadgets that are used today in, in, in athletics. Look at all the gadgets that are used to even help a person run even better. Like, you got watches that will give you your, your heart rate, right? The, the, how many calories you're burning, the distance that you've ran. They'll even show you the course that you need to run on, right? There's special shoes. There's cameras to watch how you run to get your actual stride down and your posture down. Like, knowing how you're running is a big deal to competitive athletes, a big deal to them. And God's Word even speaks about this issue. As we look back to our supported verses again in 1 Corinthians 9, now let's go to the very next verse, 27. It says this, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. There is a training, there is a, there's a disciplining of our body, and it's, there's, there's a training it to do what it should, and, and that's something you got to stay on top of if you're an athlete. But the apostle Paul here is talking about your spiritual race. So if athletes have to discipline their bodies for the race, how much more do Christians have to discipline their bodies for our race? If athletes train for their race, how much more should we train for our race, called eternity? See the rest of this series, run to run to win. It's gonna help you understand how we are to run if we want to win. So next week, review, preview. Let's look back where we've come, but let's also look at where we're going. Let's know the course, right? We are, we're going to, the week after that, it's gonna be run to prayer. The week after that gonna be run to the word. The week after that gonna be run with others. These are the how, how we run, and you're gonna to wanna to hear that, but today I wanna to leave you with a picture of hope, a picture of hope. Luke chapter 15 Jesus tells this story this parable helping us understand who the father is and who we are. And he goes, look, there's a there's a father he has two sons. One of the sons loses his way, decides, "Father, I want my inheritance now while you're still alive. I'm going to go live my life of sin the way I want to live it." And he goes off and he squanders everything that he was given. And he ends up, in, you know, living with the pigs. It's just like, it's a crazy story. You have to read it in Luke chapter 15 if you haven't already heard it before. But just follow me on this, okay? The, the, the son that wandered away, this sinful son, that's who we are. We are the ones who have allowed our sinful nature to run wild in our life, right? We've drifted from God. And at some point that son said, I gotta come back to the father. And so he starts his way back. Now, Jesus is telling us that the father, he's like, he's looking down the trail of where his son has gone away, but he's waiting for his son to make the move back to him. And so the father in the story is God. And that's where we pick up the story. The father's standing there. My son went down that trail. And all of a sudden, he sees his son. And his son is now running back to him. In Luke chapter 15, verse 20, Jesus said these words. So so the son, he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long ways off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son. What did he do? He ran. The Father, God, ran toward you. He ran towards his son. And what did he do when he got there? He embraced him and he kissed him. I think so many people think that if God's chasing after me, it's not to embrace me and kiss me. You know, God's chasing after me because he wants to get me. (laughs) Guys, I'm telling you right now, no, that's not the case at all. God's chasing after you because he wants to embrace you. He wants to empower you. He wants to call you son. He wants to call you daughter. So when you're running towards Jesus, you have nothing to fear. Why? Because he's running towards you. So if you want to run to win, church, you have to run to him. If you want to make Jesus a greater priority in your life this year, and you want to run to win, you got to run to him. And here's the good news of hope. He's already wanting to run to you. He's just looking, he's just looking for one thing. Are you wanting to run to him? You start running towards him, he's running towards you. Thank you for joining us this morning for a favorite message from Pastor Jeff Baker at New Life. If you'd like to hear this message again or more like it, check out Heard On Air on the MyBridge Radio app or online at mybridgeradio.net.